Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly. Craig is off. It's Christmas. Whatever. He can do whatever he wants. It's fine. He gave up on you. It's on vacation. He gave up on you for the fantasy playoffs. We have not. Sunday of week 15 is done. That doesn't mean week 15 is done because like there's like eight teams that haven't played yet, even though Sunday (laughs) night's over. I don't know. Bizarre. Weird week. But Sunday's over. So we're going to give out some awards. Starting with how unbelievably weird and frustrating and I don't know, flaccid this week was DK. Where do we begin? Uh, yeah, between COVID injuries and players just straight up disappearing, like not, not showing up for these games. Uh, there was definitely some weird, weird outcomes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in one, like, this is just anecdotal. I'm in one league in the playoffs. I was second in the, uh, the standings overall 10 and four, this team coming out of Sunday. I have a total of 23 points, (laughs) 23. I'm not going to win that league. Uh, the only pl- the only player on this team that has scored in double digits so far is my defense. So things are going great. I think that's just a good sort of microcosm for what happened this season. And so to kick it off, I wanted to do the Bermuda Triangle Award for the players who completely disappeared off the radar <laughs> in the fantasy in week one of the fantasy playoffs. Um, I saw this actually. Scott Hansen from Red Zone was tweeting about it, and then NFL Research responded to him. A total of 40 touchdowns were scored in the NFL on Sunday. That's the fewest on a Sunday with at least 10 games since 1994. Since the 90s. So, obviously, there's a little bit of a caveat here that there's not typically a 10-game Sunday slate. Like, the Bipocalypse, for example. I just looked this up. There was 11 games that day because there was, I think, four four buys between or like between six, like six one by that week. Yeah. So, anyways, it was uh, it was a it was a very bad week for fantasy football and football in general. It set, set the NFL back several decades, I think. But even then, it's like on one hand, obviously there weren't that many points scored because they had to move like 
that now there's two games on Monday, two games on Tuesday. The flip side is at the same time, the players playing today also played poorly who were usually good. I mean, just the Bucks, <laughs> right, for example, right. Tom Brady, who's the QB two in the season had five points today. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette all left Sunday night football in what felt like the same 10 minute span. Yeah. It's just right after another. Uh, and for for context, like Evans was the wide receiver nine, Godwin the receiver six this year. Both of them, um, well, Godwin had eleven points, that was fine. But like Evans, two points. Fournette did okay, but he left with an injury. Gronk, who was the tight end three in points per game, had five points. This was just a, you know, like we always preach, play your stars, you know, play the guys that got you here kind of deal. But like. That didn't work this week for a lot of reasons, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weren't the only team. Well, the, the Bucs um, got shut this. out. Let's not like the Bucs got shut out on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, and then the team that beat them is the Saints, who beat them nine nothing. They're the first <laughs> time team to ever beat Tom Brady without scoring a touchdown. Bill Barnwell pointed that out. Wow. First team to beat Tom Brady without scoring a touchdown. So Alvin Kamara has five points because they don't score. Taysom Hill has nine points. And then you got, again, Lenny Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin all go out in the first half. Brady then stuck with Gronk, and then they both suck. So right there, you're talking about that's like seven legit starters on Sunday Night Football. People have been looking forward to all day. They were all pretty terrible, except for Godwin, who was just disappointing. That's one game. And then the rest of the slate's filled with people who are disappeared too. Did you see this before we move on to the next game? Brady was 29. The last time he got shut out in any game, in any start, he was 29 years old. He's 44 now. Uh, the last time he was shut out, there were zero current NFL defensive players in the NFL. <laughs> zero current NFL defensive players were in the NFL the last time Tom Brady got shut out. That is that 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 <laughs> is pretty crazy, hell, dude. Um, anyways, moving on. Another guy that just disappeared off the fantasy radar this week: Najee Harris for the Steelers. It was just a bummer. Regular season, this guy's the RB4, 19 points per game in PPR. Today, he turned 14 touchdowns. Or sorry, 14 touches. I was going to say, there were only 40 touchdowns not on touchdowns. the day. Very important uh, delineation there. 14 touches into 26 yards. He had five PPR points. Um, it's tough. It's tough. And he had the volume, too. I actually saw this from J.J. Zacharyson. Uh, he had 4.6 PPR points, despite seeing every running back carry for the Steelers and a 20% target share for their passing game. So it was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, just lack of production, lack of anything from that offense. Um, and it was just extremely disappointing. If you had Najee Harris, you probably aren't going on to the next round. So the Bucks got sucked into the Bermuda Triangle. The Saints got sucked into the Bermuda Triangle. Najee Harris got sucked into the Bermuda Triangle. So did kind of Deontay Johnson. Pat Frymouth got concussed. The Steelers just kind of all got sucked in. And then also throw the Falcons in there, too. Because yeah. Cordero, Cordero Patterson, who's been averaging 18 points per game, had four points today. And the first drive of the game, the, the Niners fumble the opening kickoff. Cordero Patterson scores a touchdown. They review it. They reverse it. He doesn't get it. And basically doesn't get any more points the rest of the day. He had 13 touches, 23 yards. The Falcons got <laughs> goal line standed three times. They ran like 20 <laughs> plays in the red zone. They got standard. three points in the red zone. Who gets stood up at the goal line three times? I mean, do you know? I mean, think about that if that happened in real life. Imagine if you went to a date and got stood up and then it happened two more times. <laughs> um, that's tough because Patterson, arguably one of the top MVP players for the NFL, like for fantasy this year. And just, I mean, I guess it's it's fitting for this week in general, but like the fact that he ghosted everyone 
in week one of the playoffs, you know, for most people, I know some people have started the playoffs already, but for most people, I'd say this is like week one, you know, it's finally you're losing your out type deal. And it's just, man, so brutal. I want to bring up one more team in this Bermuda Triangle award section. And that is the Cincinnati Bengals, just in general. Jamar Chase finished as the wide receiver seven this year, 17 points per game in PPR. This week, one catch, three yards. One catch, <laughs> three yards. Uh, and by the way, he had a target rate of 19%. Like, it wasn't like he wasn't getting opportunities. He did only have four, four targets, but they just didn't throw the ball very much today. Um, speaking of that, Joe Burrow, 13 points. T. Higgins, four points in PPR. And Joe Mixon, who, by the way, was the RB5 this season, seven points. He, had, he, did, he did hurt his ankle and leave a little bit early, but, I mean, he just wasn't doing anything before that. It was just like, man, all the offenses sucked, this, sucked today. It was so frustrating. J.J. Zacharyson also had a great note in Jamar Chase that was there's basically being, it, among receivers who see 15% of the targets in a game, so basically of the receivers who get like one in six targets for a given game, there's been like 800 of those this year. Like 800 <laughs> different moments or games, sorry, where a receiver got 15% of the targets. And Jamar Chase had like the sixth worst one out of God those almost 800 games. You can't get that many targets and just get one catch for three yards. Again, like, it just, yeah. But you know what? While we're here, though, I'm actually going to, I'm going to do another category. I'm going to do a subcategory within the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Which is the super zeros, yeah. which are like superheroes, but the opposite. Oh. Because there's okay. a few dudes who actually did less than Jamar Chase and didn't get a catch. They got zero catches. Jerry Judy. Yeah. Zero catches today. I know Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Maybe it's unfair, but still, zero. He had zero catches. Chase freaking Claypool had two points today. He had a rush, and then he so he caught a lateral, and even for scoring purposes, if someone catches a ball and laterals it to you, you get the yards, but no catches. So oh, Chase that's Claypool why literally that happened? Had, oh, my yeah, God. So he had zero catches for 12 <laughs> receiving yards. That's Chase Claypool's day. Classic. Chase Claypool's like dead to me. Classic. Uh, yeah, and again, this is anecdotal. I know that people probably don't care about my fantasy teams, but I had one first-place team. We got like 1.2 points out of Jamar Chase and Clay, uh, and Jerry Judy combined. Just what the hell? Just brutal. It's just ridiculous. But I, I think so. Like generally speaking, this is something that happened to a lot of people. Based on what what I was seeing on Twitter, you know, people complaining about everything on Twitter. Like it was a rough day out there for a lot of very good. But the flip side teams. is, it's also a great day. Because maybe your mediocre team is I now mean, going that, to advance. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Like if you came in, if you snuck in, like in sixth place or something, you're playing a, a three seed or whatever. Uh, I mean, you might have won today. So congrats. All right, let's pivot here because that was a lot of negativity, mostly because there was a lot of um, things that didn't happen. But all the good stuff were concentrated in like six people. Yes. We're going to do the Greg Jennings put the team on my back <laughs> award. If you know, you know. DK somehow never, I just sent him this video. He didn't know the Greg Jennings. Put my team I mean, on the I back. Re I remember it now once I watched it. I just couldn't remember the exact like quotes because I thought it was uh, Marshawn Lynch. When you when you first said put the, put the team on my back, up. I was like Marshawn Lynch. But oh, this is like a Greg, Greg Jennings, Jennings video game Jennings. review. Anyway, the Greg Jennings performance there was Mark Andrews, who had 35 PPR points without Lamar Jackson, which was insane. He's man. He he has looked insanely good. Um, I know that he's had sort of some ups and downs over the last couple of years, like there's been moments here where we in the fantasy community have said like, oh, he is the next great tight end. And then he goes cold for a little while or whatever. He had a lot of drops last year, which is extremely frustrating. I mean, he, he to me looks like 
it, the, the torch is being passed almost you you could say from like Travis Kelsey to, to Mark Andrews and um but I, mean, I think the same thing. I think not fantasy, but also real life. Like, I think he changed his reputation today. Yeah. Like Mark Andrews, I think for a couple of years was this very talented dude who was really bad in clutch right. moments right. for the Ravens. There were so many moments in regular season and in playoffs where he's just straight up dropped passes of moderate difficulty in huge spots. And today it was like, first of all, he just dominated. I mean, he had 63% of Baltimore's Jeez. receiving yards today. Like yeah. that's insane. He nobody else had a catch longer than eight yards except Mark oh, wow. Andrews. But like every catch was important. Every single first down, every third down, every moment where Ravens were like, if we don't get this first down, we will lose. It was Mark Andrews. Even when he was double covered, he was always open. I changed how I think of him as like this was the last thing missing from him. Is like, can you be clutch? Can you get can you get these first downs when everyone knows you're going to the ball, you're getting the ball. And he, I, I didn't know he had it in him. And his last two games, he's like 250 yards and like three touchdowns. I agree. I mean, I completely agree with everything you said. I do feel the need to like preempt people on Twitter or whatever. Like he did not catch the, what would have been the game winning two point conversion. However, oh, that please, no, please. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm preempting. Get the get out! Of I'm here preempting the well, concern. actually, people on Twitter. Yeah, but the ball was tipped right before it got to know, him, and it was anyway. But the point is, we can't do this. Also, Tyler Huntley deserves some freaking oh, love, yeah. because that no no one had him on their fantasy teams. But that was insane. Tyler Huntley, first of all, is the QB. I started him in the ringer really league count. today. <laughs> oh, you did? Good yeah, job. we have a super flex league, and I have Lamar. Uh, I did not win, however, because the rest of my That's team sucked. But he's anyway. the QB one. Tyler Huntley has two passing touchdowns today and two rushing touchdowns. Somehow, some way, Lamar Jackson has never done that before. Oh, wow. Lamar Jackson's never had multiple passing touchdowns and multiple rushing touchdowns in one game. Tyler Huntley did it today. QB he controversy. also just played fearlessly. He was really impressive. I love the pack. I thought the Packers were going to wipe the floor at the Ravens. I still don't really know how they didn't because the Ravens were down like four or five cornerbacks entering the game and then lost a couple in the game. Seriously. I don't really know how they did this. How, yeah. But anyway, the Ravens were super. Impressive. I think that the Tyler Huntley thing is very interesting from like a big picture point of view because, and I think, you know, this guy might deserve to be a starter in the NFL. I don't think that he's going to be. One, the, oh, I will slow, slow the roll. I'm not going to say he's going to be the starter for the Ravens. I'm not saying he's taking over for Lamar Jackson, but like in the same way we talk about sort of like Gardner Minshew or whoever, like, He's been pretty impressive in all the spot starts that he's made, all the like relief starts that he's made, or when he comes in midway through a game. I've always been pretty impressed with him. He was pretty good in college. He was one of the biggest combine snubs ever. He should well, never. I, have I was going to say, how does serious question? So he was an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. How does he? How does Tyler Huntley not get invited to the combine? Was he the Pac-12 Player of the Year? Yeah, he. Over out, Justin Herbert? Yes, he beat out Justin Herbert. I mean, how does look, the, no, I'm, I'm serious. How does the, ba- maybe I don't know how the combine works. How does the Pac-12 player of the year not get invited to the combine? I don't know. I really don't know. And it wasn't, it's not even hindsight. People were very upset about it at the time. Like he was by far the biggest snub and like no one, everyone was like, this makes no sense. And then he got undrafted. He went undrafted. Like it just, none of it made any sense. Um, but I think he's proving that. He, I think honestly, I think he deserves a shot to potentially start for a team. We'll see what happens. It might take a couple of years to get to that point um, because I don't think the yeah, Ravens are necessarily it's, it's just not an give him he's up. Lamar but. Jackson's backup, though, right? Like, it, there's a certain point where obviously, like, like more athletic quarterbacks, 
you know, including a lot of black quarterbacks coming up and like stylistically, they're kind of bucketed until, oh, well, they're not an NFL quarterback. And so they look, they see Tyler Huntley playing in college, like, oh, that won't work. And then when it does work, we're like, oh, wow. And so, you know, maybe this is one of those examples of like, it's not just Lamar doing this. There's a whole type of quarterbacking at the position that actually can work if you give it a try and you're open-minded to it. Absolutely. Um, Sticking with going back to the Mark Andrews thing, I think it's, I think it's kind of a fun challenge. Um, or not challenge, but like a like a heavyweight bout between Kelsey and Andrews right now um, for who's going to be the tight end one like overall the season. I know that the regular season is over or whatever, but um, Kelsey. So Mark Andrews came in to this week as the the tight end one in fantasy, um, and then Kelsey must have heard all the haters, including maybe we may have said something to the effect that like he's slowing down. I don't know what we said. Um, but we, I, I, we weren't haters. We said he's not the number one tight end anymore because <laughs> right. he wasn't. So all Kelsey did on Thursday night football was come in and catch 10 balls for 191 yards and two touchdowns, score 41 fantasy points, uh, in week one of the fantasy playoffs. So that was good. That was cool. Uh, people that have Travis Kelsey on their teams probably won this week, probably moving on in the playoffs. However, Andrews, obviously I love that he came back and kind of like, you know, did his version of it. He didn't outscore Kelsey, but he he did maintain his lead on the number one spot in tight in fantasy tight ends right now. Um, so I don't know. I just think it's a lot of fun kind of seeing them go back and forth. Like these are two of the biggest players in fantasy this week. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Well, on that note, talk of all the weird ways that this week was strange. And well, obviously the NFL game's getting moved because of the global pandemic returning. That's the weirdest one. But like the way it bared out in the stats, the top four tight ends this week by scoring Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Hunter Henry, and Dalton Schultz vastly outscored the top four at receiver, the top four at running back, the top four quarterback. I genuinely wonder how often that's like ever happened. Where like <laughs> yeah. the top four yeah. tight ends had more points than like the other four combo of any other position. Or yeah. you could just take the it's top like quarterback if you had one back of these receiver. Four, if you had one of these four tight ends, they were weak winners for you. Yeah, it's just I just feel like that really is like not never, but like really rare. Anyway, that's crazy. Also, Greg Jennings award just to the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, there's right. like four games yeah. left. If you just search by PPR, just players this week. Travis Kelsey is the number one player and obviously the number one tight end. Tyree Kill is the number one receiver. Mahomes is the number one quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So they're back. Oh, I don't know if they're actually back. For, but for, for this week, week anyway. yes. they're back. <laughs> Take whatever you will that it's bizarre a week that the Chiefs come back, but I don't know. Anyway. All right. Um, do we want to mention Jonathan Taylor? I know that it was, he, he played on Thursday night. Well, the Chiefs again. played on Thursday night. What, you got something against Saturday? Sorry, Saturday night. Man, I'm just getting all confused. Um, yeah, Taylor went off on Saturday night, uh, especially the 67 yard ice, the game touchdown, uh, that he just like broke through the line, broke through the Patriots line, basically two guys in the gap and he just ran right past them anyway. 
I was um, traveling during this moment. I was trying to figure out what way to watch this Saturday game because they're hard to they're hard to stream. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like a Thursday night football on Saturday. It's like an Amazon Prime, and it wasn't anyway. I got the ESPN alert that the Colts had the ball, and then the score changed, and I was like, oh, that must be a glitch. And then I was like, oh, my God, Jonathan Taylor <laughs> no. did something. It's like everyone knew they were going to run, and he still hit a 67-yard, like, basically walk-off touchdown. So uh, Taylor is good. That's all I have to say about that. I He's just so clearly the best player in fantasy football. And the number one pick next year. And I think, yeah, it's 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 funny to like go back and put ourselves in our mindsets coming into the season, where I think a big worry was that he wasn't going to catch any passes. He was going to be splitting reps a lot with Naheem Hines, and you know, at the beginning of the year, there was a little bit of that. But like, he's basically just taking over this backfield. He's he's doing like you know everything. This backfield, Naheem Hines is like a bit player at this point, um, relative to what he's doing. And yeah, I mean, I the reality absolutely is like Taylor is what Christian McCaffrey was three years ago when Christian McCaffrey was just available as like a second round or 15, 16th overall. Like that's Jonathan Taylor. Like, yeah, yeah. If you got him, you, you're, you're probably in first place or no whatever. looking and, back now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I got an award, a lot of new awards this week. The, am I reading the bottom ticker wrong award? <laughs> you know, like the games, they got the bottom ticker and you read the yep. stats. And then every now and then you see a stat that you like crank, you sit up in your chair and you're like, do I need glasses? Like that's not right. I saw that. I was like, "Did that say the Lions are up seventeen to zero on Arizona at halftime?" This was the weirdest game because not only did they take like a big early lead, uh, but they like never looked back. The Cardinals never really challenged in this game. The Cardinals, we could have put them in the Bermuda Triangle, like the whole team, or just DB Cooper. Like the whole the week fifteen was DB Cooper. No one should have showed up. Maybe, but like I Amon Robert St. Brown. Had like 70 yards and a touchdown at halftime. I genuinely I was thinking about my cousin Vinny when he holds up the fingers in the courtroom. He's like, now, how many fingers am I holding up? And he's like, do you need thicker glasses? And I was like, do, maybe I need contacts or something. Because it seems that the Lions have two people named Reynolds that have like 190 <laughs> yards combined. Josh <laughs> and Craig. Excuse me? <laughs> that cannot be right. That. Is this like Josh and it's Craig? always sunny? It's like Dennis and Dee's cousins? I don't know what's going on. Anyway. Craig Reynolds had 117 yards on yeah. 27 touches. Number 46, I believe. It's just so funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has the weirdest number. I keep <laughs> thinking he's a fullback. Every yeah. time they hand the ball off, I'm like, oh, uh, they're not giving him a running he's back. He's like their fifth string running back. Yeah. 46 is 100% left. a number you give to somebody you never think is going to play football for you. Yeah. They didn't have any numbers left, so he just got 46. I, I, it's, it's unbelievable. Also, Monroe St. Brown... So he had 11 targets today. You know, actually, can we do a little toot-toot for ourselves? Let's give ourselves a little toot-toot award. Yeah, let's do that. We, we, we've, we've done a lot, especially, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of, what is it, self-flagellation, like the beginning of Da Vinci Code. The I've Mike done a Davis lot of it for stuff. Mike Davis. Yeah. We could do a little toot-toot. <laughs> we plugged three people this week at receiver. We were like Amonra St. Brown, Gabe Davis, and Russell Gage. Amonra St. Brown, 11 targets, eight catches, 90 yards. I think now that Godwin's hurt, Amara St. Brown might is he might be third in targets over the last three weeks. I'd have to double check by the end of the week. Well, it was 12, 12, and 11. That's so crazy. I have to guess he would be, maybe even number one. 35 I mean, honestly, targets he... in three games for Amara <laughs> St. Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a great game. He, honestly, and, and the cool thing about him is it's not just like, oh, he fell into a situation, although it did help, obviously, that Hawkinson's on IR now. It helps that Swift is out. 
Well, yeah. But he's been playing on the outside. He's been playing on in the slot. Like he started out the season as basically like a slot only player. He was only playing like 60% of snaps or something like that. And now he's definitely expanded his role. They used it, they got his touchdown came on like a leak play. Like he basically like snuck across formation and leaked downfield. It was really cool. Um and I mean, I don't know. He's I think he's like honestly a, a good player and he's here to stay. I don't know if he's necessarily gonna have 12 targets a week forever, but no, he will. Uh, I think he's a, a legit talent. Um, Jared Goff also looked good. Oh, also, Gabe, yeah, the Lions. I don't know what happened. That was just like a fever dream. And then Gabe Davis. It's sad that Craig mm-hmm. isn't here for this Gabe Davis moment. It's kind of like Gabe Davis. Craig's like the Samantha not being here for the Sex in the City reboot. I have no idea what the overlap is of our <laughs> audience in the Sex in the City, but anyway, Samantha's not there. I was you happy know, to see know. Gabe Davis go off because uh, I did a podcast at the beginning of the season with uh, the NFL show with like uh, Evan Silva and. And Kevin and a couple other people, and we did. And my one of my breakout candidates was Gabriel Davis, and he really didn't do that this year uh, because he was mostly stuck behind Emmanuel Sanders. He's only coming in when they're doing four wide sets, and so it just didn't really work out for him. I feel like um, you really ignored my Sex in the City reference. Uh, you know, I don't really have much Sex in the City knowledge. I get, what, I got what you said. It was, it was definitely a, a hilarious joke, Heifetz. So there you go. But you had a hilarious reference to Evan Silva and and great job with the Gabe Davis. You're only 14 weeks late. 15, who knows? <laughs> and yeah. also, I'm gonna, never it, wrong, only, er, only no, early. Sorry, I'm gonna, never, never wrong, only early on Gabe Davis. Also, uh, you, you all laughed at me about Russell Gage, and here we are. I know. I He's know. Atlanta's number one receiver. I mean, anyway. look, you, you touted Russell Gage after he had a zero target game, and that was ballsy, and I commend you for that because it's absolutely freaking paid off. Like, Russell Gage has gone bananas like the last three or four weeks and same same's like vain as Amon Ross St. Brown like Gage looked really good in this game there was two plays at least I didn't I didn't see every target of his this week but there was two plays where he like went up and mossed a dude like on these jump balls on the sideline and like went up and won at the catch point he looked really good okay but that's enough to to let's get back to the self-flagellation the Ricky Bobby award <laughs> for you're wrecking my life <laughs> I was a terrible accent. I'm sorry, but you know that you know the 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 scene in Ricky Bobby when he comes home and and Cal Naughton has just taken like, like he took his wife, his, took his kids, took his house, <laughs> and he's like, "Can we still be friends?" He's like, "Cal, you're ruining my life. You stole my life." Like that's Miles Gaskin and Duke Johnson today. Like Miles Gaskin comes back from the COVID list, and they're facing the Jets, the worst run defense in the entire league. It's like the perfect fantasy football matchup, and Duke Johnson just takes his life. Just 23 touches, 127 yards, two touchdowns. Just t- just takes it all from him. And it's literally the best game of Duke Johnson's career. Starts winning races. Yeah. Starts winning races. He's like, I I, I like coming at first. The Cobra. I'm gonna have what, a, what, a, is it, a, what does he call it? The Cobra? Or? No, no, no. He's, I'm the magic man. The, That's Duke Johnson. <laughs> he's the number man. one running back. Duke jo- If you're not first, you're last. Duke Johnson is first. <laughs> the number one running back today. Uh, this is also, I think this also goes under as like never early. Or sorry, never wrong, only about four years early because everybody in the fantasy community has touted Duke Johnson for like four years. And he's never, I think, so did you say this already? He He's never had a hundred yard rushing game in his life. and Or sorry, in, his, in the NFL career. And he's never, and he's never had a two touchdown performance in his career. Both he never had a 20 today. carry performance either. He literally had Incredible. 20 carries, a hundred yards and two touchdowns, all of which were first. Every time I saw him run the ball today, I was like, why is this guy on a practice squad? 
Like legitimately, what was he? What was he doing? Like on free? He was a free agent for a while this year. I don't know. Looked, I was just bad. He looked pretty good. Like, everyone with Miles Gaskin was like, it's like it really is like the Ricky Bobby seat. Like it, it really is. Where he's like, I was gone for three hours, and but then you watch it, and Duke Johnson's <laughs> yeah. like, Ricky, your marriage to Miles Gaskin was a hollow shell. It was a cruel charade, and you know what? It was. Oh, it man. was. Here's my question for you, Heifetz. Are you starting Duke Johnson next week? Okay, assuming we you don't hear anything concrete from the coaching staff about what's going on. Like, do you have the faith? Are you keeping the faith? Are you going to start Duke Johnson in week no, 16? No, you start just by picking him up. You have to pick him up. Anyone who's the, the number one running back. Cross that bridge when we get to it. But right. like, the reality is what we want to know is, do, did Miles Gaskin not play this week because he had COVID for a week and couldn't practice? And right. there's, a, you know, there's a lot there. Or... Did, you know what I mean? Like, again, Duke Johnson looked good against this situation where probably a lot of people would have looked good. I don't know. Sure. You have to I mean, like, the Jets have made a lot of running backs look really good this, this year. Exactly. So. Uh, Duke Johnson probably going to be number one in Showtime time this week. Okay. Oh, yeah. A new award for you, DK. Okay. The How Am I Down 20 Points to Hunter Henry Award. Oh, yeah. First time we're giving it to Hunter Henry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hunter Henry... Had 77 yards and two touchdowns on Saturday against the Colts. 26 PPR points. Literally the second best performance of his entire career. I want to know the people who are starting Hunter Henry in the fantasy playoffs. Like, what, are the, what do you think the uh, percentage of fantasy playoff teams that started Hunter Henry? A, a surprisingly good amount because you, you look around and say, first of all, Hunter Henry was being significantly outstanded by Johnny Smith like 10 days ago. So just going to throw that out there. Yeah. The... But I saw a weird amount of people were sending us pictures that like there, there were matchups that have Michael Pittman versus Hunter Henry and Michael Ugh. Pittman got ejected after one catch for seven Brutal. yards yeah. and Hunter Henry had two touchdowns for 77 yards. And it's like, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> this is so stupid. This? By the way, Carson Wentz, 57 yards passing <laughs> in that game. It was like the Mac Jones game, like three passes. I think he completed four passes. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit AnytimeFitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Okay. The Brandon Cooks Award for the guy I do not want to admit is good at fantasy. Um, it's Brandon Cooks. Once again, the <laughs> yeah, all-time leader in the Brandon awesome Cooks Award. Today. Yeah. He had I mean, 100 I yards and two add. touchdowns like, today. Do you trust Brandon Cooks still going forward, though? Like He's literally the number two receiver today after Tyreek Hill. You have to play him. I know, but it's... I guess you're right, but it's like he's so good, scary. DK. That's the whole point of the award. He got he gets this every week. Well, yeah. 
I mean, I think he's he's a lot better than we thought coming into the year, but he doesn't do this every week. He's definitely had some duds. Also, this feels like his healthiest season ever. There's not even really been a lingering injury with him compared to past seasons. That's true. Uh, let's see. He had... Like, he I doesn't mean, miss a lot right. of games, but he always has he's, something lingering. You know, you're right. Like, he's had double-digit points in, in five out of the last seven games. He did have a 3.8 game and an eight-point eight, eight point game, so that's, like, whatever. But, yeah, never mind. I take it back. He's been really good. That was just quite the 180. I don't know. For whatever reason, that three-point game, I think, was sticking in, like, sticking in the front of my brain, but I ignored all the other ones. Um, sticking maybe in I just craw. don't want to admit that he's good at fantasy or something. Sticking in your craw. You know, if... If you ever used craw on like a different set, like other than stick in your craw, it'd be really weird. <laughs> I don't even know so what a craw is. There's one phrase where you can use craw and that's it. Anyway. Okay. Next award. All right. Next up. The Mitchell Trubisky Just Don't Watch Him Play Award this week goes to Cam Newton. Also could go to Taysom Hill, but Taysom Hill didn't score very many fantasy points. Um, and Cam Newton did, weirdly enough. I, I, this is actually similar to the Hunter Henry thing. I wonder how many people actually started Cam Newton. If you started Cam Newton in the fantasy playoffs, like send me a screenshot of that because that's ballsy. That's ballsy as hell. Uh, he had 15 rushes, 71 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. 18 of 38 passing. 18 of 38. 156 yards, touchdown, pick. The Panthers' offense is disgusting, frankly. And... Yeah, I don't know. If you if well, you started Cam Newton, kicker getting hurt before the game. Oh my god! Yeah, didn't they have like a receiver or something kicking off? They had. I don't even know who was kicking off. They had PJ Walker, who was the backup quarterback. They had all. They had like basically tryouts. Yeah, like an hour before the game, and like the, some of the things were hilarious. Also, did you see all the memes of Urban Meyer? <laughs> no, like as if he kicked Zane Gonzalez oh, yeah. and was like, "Make your kicks, dipshit." Yeah. yeah, that's tough. That's tough. It's. It's a tough year for the Panthers. Real tough. And Taysom Hill, if you watch the in football, that's why you don't watch him play. My God. They're, the Saints offense, I mean, obviously the Bucks offense was worse, but not much. I mean, you could make the argument the Bucks offense was better, even though they scored zero points. I think that that's true. <laughs> I actually think that that's 100% true, as crazy as it is to say. Oh, man. I started Taysom Hill in a couple of fantasy leagues this week, and it's just like brutal because like, I I think I said this last week. There was definitely some variance with Taysom Hill where, like you said, two games ago, he hit this, you know, touchdown with like the two at the two minute mark where Deontay Harris zigged and zagged across the field like nine, 95 yards to score a touchdown. 75. But well, but he, he ran, probably probably ran like 140 yards. Um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously he had the garbage time rushing touchdown, like breakaway rushing touchdown. And I'm like, I'm a little bit nervous that this is going to. You know, the bottom's going to fall out, and the bottom did fall out. I think, in fact, this I saw uh, Mike Clay pointed this out. Um, this is the first game with, that he hadn't had two touchdowns in a, in any of his starts. So, wow. um, it's brutal. It's tough. Brutal out here. Okay. Weird flex, but okay. I think we should rename this the Duke Johnson Award. Okay. There was no weirder flex than Duke Johnson <laughs> that worked out that paid off handsomely. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we were texting about the whole Duke Johnson debacle during the game and we're like, man, did we miss something here? Like, should we have been suggesting people to start Duke Johnson? But it's like, this is such a unique situation because, you know, a lot of the times coaches will just give the job back to the starter, the guy who's been getting a lot of the work. Um, But we just don't have a lot of precedent when it comes to guys missing time with COVID where, 
not only are you missing practice, but potentially you're really, really out of shape or, you know, like you're not going to be conditioned because you've had a disease that affects the lungs. You know what I mean? And so it's like one of these things where we just, you know, I want to, I want to look back on the process and be like, we should have known Duke Johnson was going to go off, but like, I don't know if we should have, you know, because it's just like, how do you, how do you guess this kind of thing? I I, I mean, I, I don't work for the CDC. I don't. (laughs) Right. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I constantly go back and forth between I cannot believe we didn't tell everyone to just bench Miles Gaskin. I, but even then, I don't right. know if we would have said to play Duke Johnson, to be honest with you. Well, I think we weren't like super high on Miles Gaskin, but we definitely weren't like, you got to play Duke Johnson this week. And then, no. but like in retrospect, now you're like, why would we ever think that they were going to give a lot of volume to, to Miles Gaskin? You know, well, DK, experience is what you get just after you need it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All right. Um, there, this was just a weird week. I think the whole week just gets not mad, just disappointed. Like the the, the data war. Yeah. It's like the data war just goes to week fifteen. I'm not mad at week fifteen. I'm just disappointed. Not mad that this DK has twenty three points in one of his leagues. <laughs> that that is end actually of a Sunday. It's like true. It's like I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. This it's is just, the not yes. mad. I'm impressed award. Not mad. You ate a whole wheel of cheese. <laughs> Christian Wilkins caught a touchdown, even though he's a defensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. Not even mad. You know, I'm impressed. Devontae Freeman had three points for the Ravens, even though they scored 30. I don't know. Your second, like, your 10 and four team scored 23 points. I'm not even mad. I'm, I'm impressed. That is impressive. Okay. With all this said, DK, we've a, we've a big job right now. Okay. It's time for the burn book. All right. We are in like an unprecedented run with the burn book. Last week, we burned Urban Meyer. Right before he got fired. Right before he got fired, which followed up again. We burned Odell right before he got tra- like well cut, whatever. It was weird. This is a very important burn book. Who do you have in mind? I think there's a couple candidates. Yeah. You could throw out Jerry Judy, who had zero. I'm ready to put a match today. I'm ready to do it. However, emotionally speaking, I feel like it has to be Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like Chase Claypool, does. even though he is better than Jerry Judy right now, fantasy wise, and has been more consistent. And like Jerry Judy just is not playable. Honestly, if Jerry Judy weren't like a cool, cool guy with a cool name and like highly drafted in fantasy in real life, probably wouldn't even be rosterable. Right. He's, he's like kind of just better like than Jerry Judy. Points a game. Yeah. However, Claypool with like the thing that happened last week with the celebration, like getting mad at like his own lineman guy yeah i i'm down to i um, can we put both in i mean it's we're running out of time here hi if it's i'm not starting jerry judy the rest of the season like I, i'm out i think should we do second year what about just the second year breakout receivers just <laughs> yeah, burn all the second year breakout receivers chase judy and like in our yeah, lives that we we're bang. very disappointed about um yeah I, I'm trying to think of more guys. Oh, like, I got it. The, the, the alliteration. No, that's it. It's the second year breakup candidates with alliteration. So Jerry, Judy, JJ, and go. Chase Claypool. CC. Um, I was trying to think of other ones that might fit into this category. Like Brandon Ayuk, I think, had like one catch today or two catches. But he's not going that's in the good. book because he's been pretty good. But like... No, he's good. It's, dis, it's, it's the alliterative second year breakout candidates. It's Claypool and it's it's Claypool and it's, and it's Judy. Uh, yeah. Now... For an equally important thing, it's the unburned. The Khaleesi. The guys we would take. The Khaleesi's. The the unburned candidates. Yeah. We burned. We burned Patrick Mahomes. I kind of look back and regret this a little bit. At the time, it made a lot of sense. 
but it's it's Patrick. At the Mahomes. time, he was like the he was barely in the top twenty and literally had been outplayed by Ben Roethlisberger. And I get it. Oh, you had a good week. But I'm just saying, should we unburn Patrick Mahomes, or is this how they get you? Um, that is so. In my mind, look, there's a lot of reasons to do the burn book, right? Like, for me personally, I know it's a little bit different for you guys. For me personally, it's like, save me from myself. We're putting this guy in the burn book so I know that I'm not going to start him ever again. I don't really feel that strongly about Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm willing to start Patrick Mahomes. I know I'm going out at a huge limb there. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, you're brave. You're brave. But like, in the context of where we were a couple weeks ago, he had had one good game in like seven weeks. Um, but it, to me, it's still Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I'm just going to bet on that talent. I'm going to bet on him. And also, their offense does seem to be like catching fire and going into the right, you know, going into I the playoffs. I am willing to unburn Patrick Mahomes. We can we can perform the ritual. Right. But I do. People were asking about whether we should reburn Miles Gaskin. <laughs> Yeah. Did we take him out? Like we, we burn, out? unburn, Shit. reburn. It's like it's like it's like take it out of the freezer, you put it in the fridge. I don't know. It just eventually it doesn't work. Like you free free freeze it again. But I think um, you know, since you know, in light of like the global pandemic and that he literally had COVID, I don't I think that's not fair. That, I think yeah, we can leave him that's, Miles Gaskin that's important context unburned. Here. Our burn our burn book is still pretty good. I think we got one email saying we should probably take Kyle out, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan? It's probably true. It's probably I, yeah, true. Nah, 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 nah. No, the, no, he's no, no, got no, so no. look. The 49ers no. have actually some pretty big time fantasy guys now. No, like Debo, no, 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 no. We're, we're burning Kyle Shannon. We're I'm gonna leave him Kyle in there, but I'm Absolutely just saying not. we should have. We should probably like discuss it, acknowledge I, it. No, I. <laughs> with Craig gone, I have veto power, and I just absolutely veto. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Shannon's staying in the Fair book. Enough. Mike Davis, Allen Robinson, no those regrets. Were wins. Robbie Anderson actually came back from the dead today, but he's still burned. Julio Jones literally zero catches. He, yeah, he hurt his hamstring and then left with a hamstring injury. Can we put him again? Can we put him deeper into the burn book? Like the should we re-burn eighth level Julio? of hell or like whatever? Just, I don't know. Uh, and then Cortland Sutton. We should have burned Cortland Sutton and Judy at the same time. That was really oh the mistake. Let's burn the Broncos. Receivers. Save the running backs. Okay. Prop bets. We actually did all right this week, DK. The second we strayed from from props, you did all right. <laughs> you, you won your two. We, we couldn't even make three bets each. There weren't even enough so, bets on the Hi, Fitz, I would like to thank you for uh, sticking with me on the Carson Wentz under bet. It was under 225 yards. He passed for 57 <laughs> or something like that. That's, that's so I think I got that hilarious. one. And then my Texans-Jags over did hit. Our teaser for the Texans and Jags did not hit because the Jags lost, unfortunately. Um, but... I'm just pretty happy that the Carson Wentz had 57 points, or sorry, 57 passing yards. I I I I have no words. I I think the more I watch the season, the less I know about football. Well, it's like the Billy Madison thing. It's like I I award you. Everyone in this room is having stupid or for having seen it. Everyone in this room is dumb or for having seen this week. I don't know. I award you no points. May God have mercy on all of your fantasy teams, DK. I think that's all we got. <laughs> Better luck next week. Obviously. You know, we're coming to you a little bit before several games happen. So I'm hoping these last couple of games, Monday night, Sunday, or Tuesday night, um, will sort of reverse the trend that we saw today. Uh, but of what games are being played? No, I mean, just like fantasy points galore, hopefully. Oh, no, it's a joke. Like, I hope they, I just hope they get played. That's oh, my well, point. Yeah, that too. God. Um, obviously, that. So we will ask a programming note. We will be coming to you with waivers at our usual time. Little sticky because there are going to be like, you know, 
games to be played after that. We're going to do our best to get you guys waivers. We're not going to have a Friday show because of, you know, Christmas and stuff. But if there are any huge moves for waivers after we post a waivers episode in the four games on Monday and Tuesday combined, follow DK and I on Twitter. Our Twitter bios will be in the episode description for this episode and follow us and we'll have, we'll make sure to like post any updated list of like what our showdown time stuff would be and how we rank certain guys. But otherwise we're going to have a regular show on Monday and then we're not going to have our Friday for Christmas. So have a happy holidays. Yeah. And again, just man, may God have mercy on all of our souls. DK, I hope you, I really hope you break 30 this week. (laughs) I do have a couple of guys left, so I'm really hoping that happens. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Mike Wargon, for producing this episode. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Wax Taylor. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Am I supposed to? No. I mean, that's the I problem now. It's like not. I never know if I'm supposed to know the person. No, I don't think. I mean, Wax I don't think you need to like Taylor. pretend to know anything. It's Taylor, like you're tailoring a suit. Oh, oh, wow. What a hat this guy's wearing. Yeah. I think you might like it. There's some good stuff. I mean, is this country? I mean, it looks like no. A country it's artist. not country. It's I don't even know what you'd call it. I don't know the I don't know genres very well. Like I don't know how to define define genres. It's hip hoppy, ish. Hip hoppy. This guy's a hip hop artist. Yeah, maybe uh, you don't, I don't know. know. No, I don't know. Again, I'm terrible at the genres. So you're right. I don't. I, hold I, don't I shouldn't that. put you on the spot like that. Maybe that's your your, your two <laughs> kryptonites doing math on the spot and doing genres <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Wax Taylor. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.